ever closer with those baubles, aching to complete this quest they've set before themselves. What do they hope to accomplish, I wonder? Do they wish to delve deeper for treasure? For revenge? For adventure? That barrier will fall to them. The one I carefully erected centuries ago to keep the vault safe. The one that now keeps Galarian safe from me. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and I have nearly recovered from Gen Con 2023. Uh, Gen Con 2023 left me with a present, so I have not recovered. I, For some reason, being in two different airports, three different airports, and being around 70,000 people has somehow made me ill. (laughs) It's crazy. What a loser. How? I don't know. Also, the lack of sleep and the jet lag and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But you guys had a great time, right? Oh, yeah. We were pulled over in our first hour there. So, hell, yeah, we had a great time. Oh, my God. Oh, hell, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that picture. (laughs) What's the story with that? Christian, you tell it better than me. Oh, yeah. This is totally my fault. I So, when I got into Minneapolis, I I don't eat breakfast often. So, I left Sacramento figuring, I'll grab a bite in Minneapolis really quick in between my planes. Never been to the Minneapolis airport. The thing is huge. I had to traverse from the opposite end of the airport. So everyone is like, they ask everyone to stay seated while a couple of us get off the plane so that we don't miss our flight. And we all scurry over there and get on our plane. And then I get to Indianapolis. Of course, by the time I get there, it is 11 o'clock and everything is closed. I've eaten like two little packs of almonds and this little nut bar thing. And then I wait for like another 40 minutes. Trevor gets there. We go get the car. We go to the hotel. And as we're kind of undoing, unpacking our stuff, I'm like, I'm starving. I will. I got to eat. And I look at my phone. It says there's a McDonald's right up the way that's open 24 hours. So we hop in the truck. We drive over there. And the lobby's kind of very dim. And we're like, is that place open? And we turn kind of sharp because we almost missed it. And then we drive around. And we're like, okay, yeah, the the um, takeout boards are not lit up. It, there's no cars. Well, okay, this place is not closed. So then we're kind of speeding around this empty parking lot, turning a little fast. And as we go to get back on the main road, Trevor's like, I think there's a cop behind me. And I look in the mirror and I go, oh, yep, that's definitely a cop behind you. And then we pull into the road and quickly get into a turn lane to go to a gas station. And the cop's like right behind us the whole time. He's like, I'm getting pulled over. And I said, yep. And I get my phone out and I'm just ready to take a picture as soon as he turns the lights on. And yeah, as soon as we turned, he turned the lights on. We pull into an empty lot, kind of our parking lot, right, right around the corner. He walks up. He said, oh, you guys from Florida? Because our truck had Florida plates. Trevor's like, no, I'm from Texas. And I said, I'm from California. What the hell are you guys doing here? Like, oh, for convention. And, <laughs> and so we do all that. He said, oh, okay, I see your licenses. And we do that. And he brings them back. And he's like, well, you know, you kind of went over a white line. And you didn't have your turn signal on. But honestly, I pulled you over because I thought you were drunk. We're like, nope, we're just have no idea where we are. And we're looking for food. <laughs> He's, oh, well, there's a Taco Bell a couple blocks that way. That's going to be the only place that's open. But then he took a selfie with Trevor and I so that we could, or with Trevor, so we could post it in the Discord. That's what you miss by not being in the Discord. 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody heard that in real time as it was going, because as soon as I got pulled over, the cops coming up, I said, well, just got pulled over. Christian posts the picture. And then all this is happening. I haven't told my wife anything. And she texts me and she's seeing all this. She's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) You animal? Just keep in mind, this is the first time Trevor and I have ever met in person. So (laughs) it's actually, okay, you've gone to meet someone you've never met before. And now you're getting pulled over. (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. First thing that happens. Yes, like we check into the hotel. We aren't even there for two minutes. And Christian's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, I want to get some water anyway. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. Whatever, you know. And uh, yeah, problems immediately ensued. Just, just, I mean, yeah, nothing came of it, right? I didn't even get it. It was just like a problem. Hijinks. Hijinks. That's it. Hijinks. But yeah, no, no, no other issues beyond that. Gen Con was absolutely wonderful. Christian's first, my second, my first time going all four days. We got to hang out with some lovely people that we knew and met some people that we didn't know before. Got to hang out with a wonderful people from Called Shots Entertainment. And uh, we spent a ton of time with Liam Hargraves from Cardinal Adventures. We saw Mark Adkins, the local disaster tour guide. Uh, got on his YouTube channel, made an ass of myself. It was wonderful. Played some Pathfinder. We played some Convict Pathfinder, you know, prison yard rules with uh, Starbucks stir sticks and and con buttons with just some random people that were in line with us to get into PFS and we just couldn't get in. There weren't enough spots. So like, let's just go play our own game. And it was it was great. It was great. I saw Alex, you know, has been on our Patreon and a good friend of the show. Went to a Tiki Bar a couple of times, went out to eat, just just had a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, my dog shit on my floor. You know what? That's that's the same. That's the same. Very similar. Really? Equivalent. Yeah. Equivalent. I don't know. That's like the Lorcana line. And the big takeaway for all the Pathfinder fans is Starfinder 2nd Edition. And in September, they are releasing two brand new, never before seen classes for playtesting. I didn't hear about Starfinder 2E. Huh. Yeah. So they're going to re, they're going to do Starfinder 2E and it's going to be 100% compatible with Pathfinder 2E. Hmm. So well, Iron Gods I, I 2.0 hope it's, when? I hope it's better than Starfinder 1E. Yeah, so does everybody. So does everybody, buddy. I kind of feel Pathfinder will be 100% compatible with Starfinder, and Starfinder will be like 85% compatible with Pathfinder. <laughs> no, I, I think you'll be able to do a 1-1. I'm sure there will be some like conversion rules for like if you drop a Gauss rifle in Varesia. Uh, some funny things happen, and this is the way that the stats are adjusted. I imagine we'll see something like that, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see it. Whatever does come out of that will be neat, I think. But uh, I do want to special thanks, uh, because Christian, you know, I, I had said I wasn't going to go to Gen Con. I had said that in our Discord, and then I said I was going to go to Gen Con because I was able to bunk with Christian. I used points to get there, and uh, Christian was gracious enough to share a room with me, but he was only there for four days, and my flight got me there for five days because I couldn't use points to leave the day before. So I was going to uh, sleep in my truck, you know, my rental truck for that last night in the parking lot of uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Right, I was just going to sleep there and hope that nobody bugged me overnight. And our buddy with Cardinal Adventures, Liam, uh, invited me to come stay in his room because he was running a bunch of PFS scenarios. So uh, Paizo provided him a room, and his roommate had left at like 3 o'clock that afternoon. So he's like, hey, I got a bed. 
come come stay here. So I was able to sleep in some absolutely wonderful accommodations like right there at the convention center on my last day rather than uh, sleep in my F-150 and hope uh, nobody hassled me overnight. So thanks, thanks, Liam. You're a real MVP. I think my biggest takeaway from the con is while Trevor likes to think he is a chaos Muppet, he is very much an order Muppet. <laughs> I'm a rules oh, follower, yeah. guys. I'm a rules follower. That's how I keep out of trouble. That's how I, that was the first time I'd been pulled over in a decade. And if I would have gotten a ticket, that was the first time I got a ticket in 20 years. When my wife first started playing Pathfinder, kids and everything, and uh, we've been playing for a few months, and she's like, no, I'm definitely, like, my own alignment is probably, like, chaotic good. And I looked at her, and I just shook my head no. She goes, no, it is. I get up, I walk over to the refrigerator, and inside she had gotten a pack of Reese's peanut butter cups that were not Reese's brand, but half were peanut butter, half were chocolate fudge interior. She had separated them into their own separate bags. And I walked around the corner oh and I God. held both of them up to her. I go, you are not chaos. What the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of chaos. Yeah, that is diagnosable. Yeah. Like, there's something there. Uh, so, to go with that, you know, what is everybody, right? My son, it is... Tomorrow's the first day of school for him. So me and my wife are getting everything ready, packing their bags, putting their names on things, making sure they have all the stuff they need, getting their clothes ready. And, you know, kids are supposed to bring a, a change of clothes in case they get them dirty, get food on them, something, whatever. And I go to, you know, get my son's bag and like clip the tags off it and, you know, write his name in it because it's a brand new bag. And I feel that there's something in the front pouch. I'm like, hey, did you already get his clothes for him? She's like, no, didn't do that. I go in the in the front pouch and out I pull several yards of black satin fabric that my son had fashioned into a cloak for himself to wear the first day of school. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we are like, did we get him? Like, did you do this? He's like, yes. Why did you do this? <laughs> I wanted to be mysterious. <laughs> Oh, God. You can't, you can't yeah. go to school in a black cloak in, the, in this day and age, Liam. Uh, I love you to death. Do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do Especially it. Especially in Texas. He yeah. made a closure for the front of it with a staple. He'd stapled it together so it would have a closure. So he could like <laughs> wear it like an actual cloak. It's like two feet longer than him. So it flowed behind him when he walked. He was serious <laughs> about this. Regal so, as fuck. So when we... We um we fill out all the the paperwork and stuff for first day of school because it's like get to know my you know kid and stuff. Is there anything you'd like to know about anything you'd like me to know about your son or your child? Well, like, Liam has a flair for the dramatic. Uh, we discovered that he had fashioned himself a cloak for the first day of school because he thought it made him look mysterious. We have confiscated it. You're welcome. And that's what's going to ha- to his teacher on his first day of school. Yeah, um, my son has no hope. He's strange, uh, it, but so look, am I. That's it's just fine. incredible. Look on the bright side of this. He's definitely not going to get a girl pregnant. <laughs> I mean, better not. He's nine. <laughs> well, okay. Jesus. Yeah, I know, but you know, just just forecasting this. Maybe, maybe we'll see. What if he goes to school and he's like, "Yeah, Dad, you found my decoy cloak. Good job." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted what you I to expect. find this one. 
He comes out of I've school. I've actually been like working for three it. months on a much better cloak that doesn't staple for a closure. He had convinced his mother to get it for him several weeks ago. I had no idea this happened. So I don't know if it happened while I was out of town for work or something. I had no clue. So when I asked him, like, was this your plan all along? He's like, absolutely. I wanted to take this to school. That's the whole reason I wanted mom to buy me this fabric is so I could make a cloak and wear it to school on my first day of school. I end before your son starts painting Dark Angels minis. Oh, my God. It's all the cloaks, dude. He's going to love them. It's the cloaks. It's the cloaks. That's That's another way that you can make sure your child never does drugs and stays abstinent. It's introduce him to Warhammer at a young age. Or any TCG cards. Like, they launched some Disney TCG at Gen called Calorcana. And there were fist fights in the line. The line that began lining up the night before at 2 a.m. Why? For a card game, it's just getting, like, early release. It's getting released in, like, two weeks. Everybody will be able to get it wherever. What the hell? Gen Con was packed this year, too. There's 70,000 people. Biggest Gen Con ever. It was like 20,000 more than last year. There's a line just snaking throughout the convention center of these people to get in line for the opportunity to maybe purchase some Lorcana stuff. It's nuts. Life's a gamble. It's all being flipped. It's all being flipped. Like all of that, like almost all of that stuff is getting flipped. You see them on, on uh, the booster boxes right now are going for like four or $500 on eBay. Just people are flipping them. It's crazy. Bucket scalpers. Did you see the news Trevor? Th- over $300,000 in magic cards were stolen from the convention? I, <laughs> I thought did it was see that. cards. It's magic. Oh, it's it's stolen? Just magic. stolen or oh, okay. sold? No, stolen. Yeah, no, this made, this made like national oh my news. God. They, all they said that's what I saw nuts. was just a, a convention in Indiana. But as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Gen Con. Yeah, apparently three dudes just like walked up with a pallet of cards, like a literal yeah, they, pallet. They, they walked off with a pallet jack with a pallet of cards on it. Just gone $300,000 worth of, worth of cards. I don't know yeah. who was in charge of those cards, but they got fucking fired. <laughs> a pallet jack's better than a ladder for getting into places. No one's going to stop someone with a pallet jack. They clearly belong Absolutely. That is, that is like the, the warehouse version of, of a reflective vest and a badge. You might as well yeah, just be holding exactly. the clipboard if you've got a pallet jack. It's like having an empty bucket on a construction site. It's an instant just like he's working. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, party uh, made their way up to Hattie's uh, to try to figure out where to find Boss Scrog's corpse. Uh, Hattie, for the first time, met Malleus, and I think it's safe to say that she's really not a fan of him. 
She made Tacitus go take a nap. She gave everybody some food. Malleus was not nearly as mouthy as he usually is, which is I great. am convinced that she's just like an eldritch being cosplaying as a human. I don't know what it's it possible. is, but Malleus, Malleus is horribly... Into, like, listener, if you have ever come in contact with a, a strong-spirited southern woman, there is nothing more intimidating on the planet. I know, I married one. Exactly. So, Patty brings you, under a little bit of protest, out to the, the cave. And she's not down with this, but she's not going to stop you, because she trusts that you're doing this for the right reasons, that the party would not let Malleus be doing this if they didn't think that it was a good idea. And she leaves, points you to the direction that you can get to the gauntlet. You scoop up the pile of goo and bones that once was Boss Grog, throw them in Chesty, and then make your way back to the gauntlet. As you make your way into the keep for the first time in a few days, Tacitus has a bit of a vision. A vision of what happened with the Rose Guard in their fight against Belcora. Just a glimpse, just a few seconds, but it told him a lot. And you guys found yourself in the in the altar room with these wisps just kind of trailing around you. This should look scary, guys. I do not want to deal with this. That's it's unsettling to be sure. Uh, can I roll to see what these things are if they're dangerous or not? I assume oh, they I mean, are. You recognize them immediately. Sure. They're the flicker wisps. Okay. You fought okay, them multiple yeah. times before. Yeah, fuck that. I don't I feel don't, good don't, enough to do this that. right now, guys. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I can't even, especially because I'm down. I say we, I say we wait until I'm done being drained, and then we come back to this shit, because fuck that noise. <laughs> Billy and Mabel, uh, Do we even need rest. to be in the, the chapel? Maybe we can go down to the library and do this. There should be plenty of information. Yes. Just why you have the brains? Yes. We'll take the body into the library and do the ritual there. You are not well. You may stay and watch or partake or go home and rest. I'll stick around. He should, sounds cool. He should stay here. I need to drain his blood and put good blood back in him. If I can find some. <laughs> I brought a, I brought it, remember? Bilka pulls up three bags of just blood, full blood from my family. Malleus fake wretches. <laughs> how, how much blood is that, William? You know, the, 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 the Hobgoblin body only holds about two gallons. You said I needed blood? I didn't ask questions. My kids are really tired right now. <laughs> they were asleep when I left. I hope they're awake by the time oh, we get home. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't down all my blood. Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all have a ritual you want to try, right? Is that is it now that you want to try that? Because I think the reason that y'all didn't do it in the cave is because it takes a whole day to do it. Like, this isn't just something you do on a whim. Yeah, so so just a, a look behind the curtain, listener, just so you, you understand more of how we got here exactly. Which was first, when I envisioned Malleus, I had an idea for a character that ended up not being as cool as I wanted it to actually function in the game. Uh, which is unfortunate. Uh so, like, uh, originally I wanted to take a an archetype that came out in Book of the Dead called the, uh, uh, like, Maca- or, uh, Reanimator. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that, like, I also don't really want to use summons in combat, or these creatures in combat, really, because that just makes more work for Trevor on every single combat, and then he has to rejigger according to that. Uh, and it just makes things slower. 
Uh, so that's kind of the main reason. So that's why uh, we switched around and took the fighter archetype instead, just so I could be a somewhat more effective character. Uh, and on top of that, I assumed, without doing my due diligence, that as Mordred would be able to help me cast the spell, do this ritual. And uh, we just found out he can't. So uh, instead... It's going to have to be Tacitus, which is unfortunate because I was liking Malleus not hating the meat man as much. Oh, well. I mean, so, technically, can't have everything. this is my table and I could just say that it works, but I don't want to because I like the fact that you screwed up and uh, you have to own it. I'm owning it. So uh, there's going to be I a like little uh, a a ripple change. in the story because I'm a dummy. Sorry. It's okay. I should have checked your work. I should know by now that I have to check your work. So really, that's hurtful. I feel the worst. I know. I know. Furthermore, that that ritual takes a full day to do. So you're gonna have to carve out yeah. some time to do it. So we're we're, we're going to the we're gonna go to the gondolite and do that. Uh, but but first, uh, Tacitus had a, a premonition or recognition rather. Right, and I don't know if that makes your belief that you have to continue more fervent. Or if it slows you down, gives you some pause for the enormity of what you're about to do. Breaking down this barrier that was set in place by Belcora. If you can manage to even break down this barrier, what does that do? Does that mark you as a threat? Does that awaken her to your the danger you have to her? Does that make your lives uh, in more danger because she is aware you are there and you are capable of fighting against her in some way. Uh, excuse me, Mr. GM. I listen about. to every episode. Belcor already fucking knows we're here. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Belcora, if you if you have actually listened to every episode, currently she thinks you're all dog shit. So there is that. You can't deny yeah, that she thinks you're yeah. all weak well, shit. Well, that's not entirely wrong. <laughs> we're only level yeah. six. So this is the danger here, right? If you can show her that you are a threat, what is she going to answer with? I mean, Tacitus saw what she did to a high-level party. She pretty much made a high-level wizard's brain eat, leak out of his ears. Sick. Right? I mean, what are you going to do to that? Well, as Mordrin literally does not... Well, actually, no. Malleus doesn't have a brain. Raymond <laughs> yeah, get Gilliam may as well not have a brain. Uh, Tassus <laughs> has half a brain. Uh, so really only Zermathor... God uh, damn, I'm terrible with names today. As Mordrin. Only as Mordrin uh, has to worry about that. So... <laughs> How dare you speak I, that I, name? I wish. I'm kicking myself because I actually said something about not being able to help Jake with the ritual. And then when it came to my part, go, Klatu uh, Verata Necti. That would have been great. Oh, my God. That would have been funnier if we just went with it, wasted a whole day. <laughs> and then just, yeah. and then just yeah. critically failed and summoned something yeah. you had to fight. That would have been amazing. We yeah, that's something we had way. to fight. And we should have just the done it that way. The four arms. Like, not even said anything about it. And then Christian gets like, oh, crap, I can't roll on this. I need religion. I'm like, do it anyway. <laughs> You're in a full headdress now, buddy. There's no after. You got to finish this. Right. There's incense in the air, bud. You can't wave that out of here. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Are you going to hang out here? Are you going to try to do this this ritual or and wait a day? Are you going to go ahead and progress down into the gauntlet and go ahead and break down this barrier? What are we doing? 
I mean, it would be it would be nice to just like get this out of the way because I mean, we can just you know, I, we just kind of like roll the rolls and then hand wave the day. We've slept in the gauntlet before. We absolutely can do that. You absolutely can do that. This place you know is safe. You're up in the the throne room. You haven't had any issues here. You're, you're probably fine. It's safe for now. Uh, now that you have not alerted to Belcor that you are actually potentially a threat to her, you're probably fine sleeping here right now. Can we get any kind of bonus for trying to perform it out in the library where there's a bunch of study material? Yeah. Sure, I'll we allow do. it. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So, and is that going to be the, the library on the second floor or like uh, third. The third floor or whatever? Third, third floor. floor. Yeah. Okay. Third, yeah. That's so, the one. So you're going to head down there? Yes. And we're going to do the Animate Dead ritual. Me and uh, me and my good old buddy, Tacitus. Because you have a religion. I do have a religion. He's losing his religion, trying to keep up with you. Sorry, create undead, not animate undead. Two different spells. Yes. Animate's a little shorter term than create. So why don't you tell me how you want to do this ritual? Like flavor it. Tell me where you're doing it on this floor. You let me let me get everybody brought down here so uh you can tell me exactly what floor. But it, it makes sense. It makes sense to maybe do it in that big old chapel almost, right? It's a trap. Um, don't no, listen to him. Fuck you. No. Yeah, I refuse. Yeah, right? Eat ass. Anything he suggests anything he suggests well, no, you to do, don't no, do no, that. No, no, no. It's not because of that. It's not because he's like, oh, just go do it in the chapel. It's because that giant meat statue is gone and we never fucking found it. Oh, yeah. Huh. You're right. So it's not uh, like I don't want to go where it used off. to be. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this one. I'm wondering if it wasn't a statue. I'm wondering. You know, just... Although I'm pretty sure we, like, metagamed that that thing was gone. No, we eventually figured it out. Like, found a way to make it make sense for you. Okay. Wanted to make sure I wasn't breaking continuity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it in the chapel. That's that's horrifying. Uh, yep. Just because I'm afraid of wherever the fuck that giant thing is. But if we're in the... What a coward. But if we're in the library area over Yon, just over to All the right. northwest... Then. So are we talking uh, in this ruined library where the Grave Knight came and like, did the big dick waltz through here? Or are we talking uh, in the actual library where the stacks are? Are we thinking in like the study room? Are we thinking the area that they were aging all of the corpses to make them tastier? Do you remember that room with the wooden statue? There, that area is available. There's like a library over in that area. Yes, that one in particular. Now, is that a pillar in the center that reaches to the ceiling, or is it just like a round bench that people can sit at? There is a model of Absalom in the center of the room. Uh, I'm going to... It's like on a table. I'm sure you can move that out of there. We're going to enter the room, you know, with our, our, our animated chest following us. I, I know it can make noise, but for some reason I can hear panting in my head from this animated uh, little wooden creature. <laughs> nice. I like it. But I just, uh, Malleus walks in here and he sees like the perfect platform in the center of this room uh, with, where that shitty model is and he just kind of like takes the end of his hammer and sweeps it off like <laughs> like a shuffleboard. And uh, then he will grab Chesty, unceremoniously flip it upside down over this makeshift dais in the middle of the room 
and then we will begin the ritual. I think it makes sense to just, I don't know, line the area with salt or something. Draw a sick pentagram. Uh, kill a baby goat over a copper bowl. You do need a single onyx and a dead creature. We have a dead creature and... Does anybody... I feel like somebody had an onyx, but I actually don't know. I'm thinking I think I'm pulling you can that find one ass. here. I'm going to hand wave that. That's. I mean, that's not a hard thing to get a hold of. Yeah, we could have just said we like bought it before the ritual. It's it's really and truly it's the cost of it. So the onyx has okay. to be worth yeah. has to be worth in this case with what you're doing, 180 gold. So it's going to cost you 180, 180 gold, gold worth of onyx. Okay. So uh, what I think would be kind of neat is to kind of like set the bones of Boss Grog. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm honestly forgetting from the last episode, but um. I remember Munch Munch also died. Or, or sorry, was, yeah, Munch Munch was bite, a smaller bite, spider. Bite Bite died. Munch Munch was alive still. Oh, bite, really? Bite died. Munch Munch was fine. Oh, okay. I, I, I was hoping I could, like, make some horrible drider creature skeleton thing out of him, but if there's no spider, oh well. I was going to say, you can with Bite Bite, but not Munch Munch. And Munch Munch is too big. Now, this can be edited out. Bite 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 the um, big one. Munch Munch is the small one. After um, figuring out what our materials will be and in, in seeing, you know, Malleus dumps out um, all of the bones and, and, and viscera and goop because he hasn't been dead long enough to just be bones um, and, and realizes uh, this is kind of a small pile. This guy's not very big. I mean, I, I, I kind of saw that before, but man, when you just condense them all into one little pile, he's real small. It's pretty underwhelming when you think about it. It, it really is, and I'm, I'm going to be having him doing busy work, but like I want him to be fearsome and, and effective if he needs to defend himself from he, he whatever. He feels like a, this, like a one-gallon yeah. jug of goo. Yeah, and, and that's just not... I need like a ten-gallon jug of goo. You know what I mean? Goo and bones. Um, uh, but, and, did, uh, but didn't uh, Boss Grog have like some spider pet that's upstairs? I remember seeing it when we were cleaning it around up there. It yeah, was pretty did, big. But- it was really big, but I haven't seen it. Well, granted, we haven't been here in a while, but I haven't seen him in a while. I'm sure, I can find him though. Is its body still where you saw it last? Maybe. Well, I would assume I... so. Okay, so after learning from Billiam about the spider, the large spider that resides in what used to be Bosscrog's throne room in that dilapidated, in, or sorry, past the dilapidated crater room, uh. Hearing that, I will enlist the weakened Billiam, because he's still probably much stronger than the old man in Flesh Warp, to uh, help me haul this um, gross bug body that's very stiff with its legs curled up and is obtuse and hard to move around. But he can do I it. I got you. It's, it's going to be like that scene from Friend, uh, Friends with the couch. Pivot, pivot, pivot! So we do that. We drag this spider corpse up there and we begin the ritual. I'd like to imagine, like, after lighting a bunch of incense and candles and really setting the mood lighting, like, um, like Tacitus is, is playing creepy calliope music on, like, a harp or something. I don't know. Me and, me and him start to do some chanting, smoke rising, bones rattling. I'd like to imagine that, like, all of the onyx stones that we had, like, accrued for this, that's, like, worth the value equivalent for this spell, I've, like, laid on the ground, on the stone in front of this. Uh, And Malleus will um, 
as the ritual completes after 24 hours of, of, of reading, chanting, and canting, um, I would like to end it by uh, smashing all of those onyx stones with the head of the hammer. So, as you as you complete the ritual, almost like you feel like, I guess maybe frustrated a bit that it's taken as long as it has. Uh, and, and Malleus isn't exactly a patient individual. He smashes those onyx snow, stones with his hammer. Exactly. And, and the relief that was seemed to be etched in by the black fire from the dancing dryad, those, those etchings seemed to glow with an intense yellow light. And that light spills out of it and overtakes these creatures on the dais that you've molded into some bestial amalgamation of the two of them. And y'all, I think it's time for me to get your checks for this ritual. Let's get that primary caster check first. Let me grab my my dice because I moved them all. There we are. There's that beautiful d20. Okay. I'm rolling religion, or I have a choice of a different, a couple of different uh, uh, fuck. My brain is also on fire. Yeah, uh, traditions. That's what the word I was looking for. I have the a choice of either arcane, divine, or occult. And uh, it's probably going to be occultism. Oh, so that's your highest check is occultism? Oh, yeah. Oh, I figured it'd be arcana. Or actually, no, arcana is higher. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I forgot about that one. So I'm going to roll that. Plus 13. Here we go. go. I got a 13 for a 26. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, our secondary caster, I, I need it. I need a religion check out of you. Okie dokie. Please don't fuck this yes, up. Please don't fuck this up. Why if you do? Natural 20. Are <laughs> you serious? No way. Oh, Natural 20. Hell I get, yeah. I get, oh my I, God. That's so cool. Now I get two of these creatures. Wait, seriously? No, no, that's no, no, no. no. Oh, okay, because no. that'd be so cool. And uh, this only actually takes eight eight hours. One day of ritual casting is only an eight hour period. It's not a full twenty four hours. Just so we're clear. Ah, that's what one day is. Eight hours. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, so the, these these onyx, you know, kind of dematerialize to a powder as, as it as it hits him, and, and it's almost like these things take this boss scrog solifusion melded abomination it's like it takes its first breath of unlight and the uh, the powder from these onyx stones just right into the sacks of goo where their lungs would have been i love to imagine like smashing the onyx stones like you said like they kind of turn into this particulate dust that flows upwards I love to imagine like that same like blackness, black smoke, whatever that's called in Naruto, Micah, you should know. Um, the black fire or whatever. I don't know. Oh, uh, um, like a Metarasu or something like that? Something like that. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to look into that. G- give me just a moment. <laughs> Side quest. I, I didn't start with Shibuden, so I don't know. <laughs> Bringing it back. But uh, I like to imagine like these bones, like, like Hell the, yeah, the, it was the, a Metarasu. The... I was right. You're so good. And how are you single, Micah? How are you single? I like to imagine these bones like shake and rattle with the goo on them, like the the the, the viscera still attached. But as they like raise and form 
on top of like I like I, I imagine the spine like from the hips up on Boskrog has like formed itself on the thorax on top of the spider and like as it's doing so the flesh is just melting away in like steamy chunks down to the floor and as it's finished you hear like these clickety clack insect like noises of it's all eight appendages moving rising up with Boskrog on top of it and then he says where am I (laughs) oh it's beautiful mechanically speaking and I want to break the moment for this just to say what exactly is going on here and how the rituals work for those at home that do not know quite how rituals work uh, the secondary caster makes a check at generally double the level of the ritual um, for a DC that is for a ritual level of double so Micah had to make a DC uh, had to make a check for a DC for what would be a level 6 ritual but he rolled a natural 20 and crushed it which gave Jake a plus two to his check, which was a 26, bringing it up to a 28, which is a success, but not a critical success, which is fine because he is making this level three creature a minion. Now, you may say, Trevor, minions must be four levels below the caster. And I would say, yes, you are 100% correct. However, in this case, uh, the relic that I chose to give Jake allowed him to have uh, at least one of his four minions be of a level three under his instead of four under his. So currently, the rules as written say you can have up to four minions. Each of them have to be four levels below you. And this relic, his hammer, will allow him to create a minion that is three levels below him. Hence, a level three creature that we are doing a reskinned skeletal giant to give him a large um, mitflit solifugid drider undead hybrid. At least that's how it's being skinned because that sounds rad. But, yeah, right? the stat block is just a skeletal giant, more or less. Yep. We'll, we'll just we'll a skeletal fiddle giant. with it. But for for what it's worth, I don't really, hopefully, intend for this creature to uh, do a whole lot of combat. So that's not going to be exceptionally important. Uh, but I did want it to be something really neat and large. And while technically this is supposed to be a mindless thing, I thought it'd be more fun if it was intelligent. Well, minions are supposed to be, but this is a intelligent uh, and maintains most of Boss Scrog's memory and personality because I think it's fun. Because everybody loves Boss Scrog, Trevor, right? Trevor just really wanted to be Boss Scrog. It's not true. And I who, really wanted who him could to play Boss Scrog again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, my first minion, the only one that's only will retain some of its personality and memories and I choose Boss Grog. Where, where are my people? Where, oh, we're we're going to sell those together into Mitflit centipedes later. You're going to love it. They're going to be so much more useful than they used to be. Ignore the meat man. They're gone. But they do not have to be. Look at me, my creation, as I offer you a deal. I'm, I'm listening. I like to imagine, like, he lowers his, like, spider. Because this is a large creature. He has to, like, lower himself to get to my level at this point. God, this is a cool visual. I offer you this. Serve as my minion under my command. And I swear to you, Boss Scrog, 
I will raise your people back, and you may rebuild your empire with me. Refuse, and go back to the boneyard. No, they don't like me there. I don't like me there. Don't send me back. I'll do anything you want, big green old. Yes, as you can see, I have already done you the favor of reuniting you with one of your closest friends and pets. Ah, oh, Bite Bite is back, but now it seems he has become Butt Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Yep. Butt Butt. butt, butt. Yep. <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> butt Butt Boss Krog. Excellent. I'm glad that you are happy to be back with your kindred spirit. May you I've never, never be separated felt so again. Close. I've never felt so close to him. I'm glad to hear your happy acceptance of my offer. The first thing that I would like for you to do, Boss Grog, is simply start to clean up this level. Start with this room. Make it nice. Soon, you will be reunited with your kin, and you wouldn't want them to be uncomfortable, would you? We're talking in the library level, or do you want them on the yeah. first level? Okay, cool. Library level. Excellent. Yes, yes, I clean, I clean it all, yes. Any, is there anything else you wish for me to do? No, this will take you some time. I will be checking on you whenever I pass through this area. Make sure it is safe and secure. And if you see anything, let me know. Is there anything I should be aware of, concerned with? From what I understand, much has changed since you were alive last. Melkora, whatever you knew her as, is still here and still a threat. We intend on taking down the magical barrier and pursuing her further below. Oh, the ghost, the ghost lady, the ghost lady, she scares, she scares Boss Krog, so she scares the midlet, even bite, bite, whimpered when we heard her cries in the lighthouse. Yes, yes, I have heard. Worry not, she seems to not inhabit this area or really interfere with it at all. But be warned, I have been informed that there is a grave knight that exists somewhere in this fortress he is too much for me, and exceptionally too much for you. You are to avoid this creature at all cost. Yes, yes, Scrog will hide. I will hide, I will flee. I will be safe, I will be kind. From what I understand, there is also some kind of construct made of flesh. I do not have any more information beyond that it is also rather large. I do not know its capabilities. I suggest staying away from it, too, if you see it. Yes, 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 yes. I will. These legs will take some uh, getting used to. Of course. I will try. This entire new body will take some getting used to, Boss Grog. You may find yourself coursing with an unnatural strength. That is normal. Because for what it's worth, his strength mod is plus five. Yeah, it was like minus one before. 
I kind of picture he's like, you know, on a characters on a ship where he's like stumbling from one side, then to the other as you're talking to him. Oh, yeah. He's right. just running into everything. <laughs> this may take some time for you to get used to. Worry not. I will be back with arms and armaments for you soon. Training will begin. You cannot be incompetent in battle. I will not have it. Until then, I want this area clean. Get to it. So any listeners out there who are good at drawing, just as a personal favor to me, could you guys uh, uh, make some character art of uh, Boss Scrog with the spider legs? Oh. Maybe maybe Malleus oh. has him on a leash or something. I don't know, just something like that. I won't Ball pay gang, you with money, you know. but I would appreciate it. I might pay you with money. That sounds kind of cool. He'll, he'll pay you with something better than money. Exposure. <laughs> yeah. Put your dick away, Micah. <laughs> Not that kind of exposure. <laughs> Micah, put your dick away, Micah. Walter. Walter. Walter, put your dick away. <laughs> I can't do it, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck, that's so stupid. I hate myself. Christian's dying. He is. He's literally dying. Just, I'm sorry. just physically and emotionally. <laughs> okay, so I believe... Get some water, um, Walter. We have tied up a lot of the loose ends there. You've taken a day to cast this ritual and bring Boss Scrog back to life. Now, I did promise him a couple of things, and I fully intend on delivering those. I think uh, it's it's probably going to be a little bit before I get back to, to raising the rest of Boss Grog's undead cronies, or dead cronies to make them undead, but we'll get to it. Just going to need a little bit more downtime and uh, some more onyx stones. Yeah, it costs some cash. It ain't cheap. You did deduct but, that party loot, right? Your, your, your cash there, 180 gold? Yeah, I will do that right now. Party loot accountant? I think unofficially, yeah. No, you are. You have been for like two and a half years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, I hope that uh, that investment bears fruit because that was a lot of cash. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Just <laughs> the, the thing RP is, is that potential. like the RP potential is really fun, but at the same time, like for the level that we're at, he's not nothing. He has fifty HP and an AC no, of seventeen. That's true. That's true. He's not the worst, but he's close. Yeah. He's definitely a lot better than he was. That's true. Yeah, he was a he was a level zero creature. Is what he was. Power up, baby. That's right, man. He had a Zenkai boost. <laughs> Sensubeam. <laughs> so uh, now that that's taken care of, I think we will probably go home and check up on Billiam. Yeah, Billiam's going. Oh, wait, have he was to here. Be, well, he was here. I was but, here. I mean, you. I, I imagine that as Mordrin could have done another attempt to yeah we've been swapping out his blood during yeah nice give me a med check somebody how about a crafting check for the the machine to swap out I'll allow the crafting because Asmordan's super fucked up and I like it ooh 18 on my new gen con dice on the die so my crafting is a plus 15 so that is a 33 yeah so that's a crit but he still only gets one uh, drained back, so he's now drained one instead of drained two. Big deal. Huge. Absolutely. How, how so, long? It's just once per day, right? Yep, you can do it once per day. Okay. Cool. Well, I feel way better, guys. I can go fuck shit up. 
We may return tomorrow, if you so desire, or we can take another day. It is up to you. I feel like we may need to procure a little bit more cash. I don't feel comfortable bleeding pockets dry just in the name of what will ultimately probably end up being more useless than Boss Grog is. So if we have anything of value that we would like to buy, let us do so. Take an extra day of rest and return. We have a barrier to break. Let's do it. All right, so do you head back to town, or are you going to sleep here? What's the plan? I think we'll just go back to town. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's only like a 20-minute walk, so... Yeah, it's not far at all. I mean, it take probably yeah. take you longer to get out of the gauntlet than to actually get back to town once you're out of it. Yeah, I kind of feel like it'd take us longer yeah. to set up a camp than it would to <laughs> walk back to the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as y'all head back into town... Uh, there's somebody obviously at the gate. You can see from a ways off when you leave the fog fan, you can kind of see straight across the fields because uh, you're at a little bit higher elevation as you come up out of the fog fan and you can look down towards the coast at Otari. You can see somebody clearly at the at the gates of the town. They see you as well. And you see the characteristic bobbing run of your best friend. Dilly Danvers. Oh, God. <laughs> the happy mask salesman himself sprinting across Hyrule Field. Hey, y'all. How you been doing? Been a few days, ain't it, since we chatted? Hey, big puppy man. How you doing? Oh, who's this little fella? And he goes and he tries to pat the chest on the top. Oh, that's, that's, you're awful cute. That's Chester. He, he, he loves the attention. What, what's going on, Dilly? What brings you out here? I don't know if you know. I, I thought I'd tell you right away. There's somebody new in town. He's a big, strong guy like y'all are. I figured you might want to get to know him just in case. He's, he's holed up at the Dawnflower. I like big, strong guys. In case we want to drag this dude to get fucking murdered into the gauntlet. He's hanging out over at the Dawnflower. I don't know. He's on here on some special business. I don't know if Vandy sent for him or what. I ain't talked to him at all, but he looks important. I figured you might want to know he was here. Hmm. Thank you, Dilly. That's all. I'm just a convenient plot device, y'all. See you later. Woof. I like big, strong guys. Let's go meet him. Yes, the, pl- the plot does seem to be driving us in that direction. So you're going to go visit him at the Visit the Dawnflower Library, I'm guessing, since yeah. I... Yeah. Nope, I ignored the main quest marker, and I go home. Subtly railroading um, you in that direction. A big, strong guy at the, the library. How interesting. It's a big nerd. I wonder if he... I was going to say, I wonder if he reads. Only Harlequin romances. Lusty Argonian made. So... You guys make your way over the dot flower. It's just like any other. You know how I've continuously referred it to like the steps of Notre Dame from the Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney movie, because I think the visual is just on point for a place like this. Of the Imperator. Right. And you make your way in and uh, everything as much as the same as you've seen it before. You see the because uh, you were here just a few days ago. Just a couple days ago, right? When you got the sword to bring. And everything as much as the way it was then. But you do see 
if you look up, because because Vandy usually when you find her, she's she's upstairs in the stacks, in the libraries, either looking for something or putting it away. But you see, if you look up at the banisters up there, you see a large shadow that's moving around a lot. Um, not very quickly. And it moves, and it'll stay in a position for a few seconds, then move somewhere else to stay in that position. And uh, you can hear the voice of Vandy from up there. I don't know why you feel like you have to follow so closely. It's inconvenient. She sounds much more frustrated than you're, you're used to hearing her. You can actually hear her echoing in the hall. She's so loud. She is definitely out of sorts with whatever is going on up there. All right. What do you We do? go. You head up there? Yeah. Let's head up, yeah. Well, you go up there, um, go up the, the spiral staircase that goes up to the balcony and then leads into the stacks, and you can see Vandy doing what she normally is doing when you come up here. She is carting around uh, books to be placed back where they belong, taking some more out, making some notes, but always a couple paces behind her is a mountain of a man in gleaming golden full plate armor. Attached to it is a purple cape and there is a purple sash you can see going a bit across the front. And on one pauldron is a embossed symbol of a gauntlet encased in briar. So if anybody's got religion, they can go ahead and roll on that if they want. Sure. Yeah, why not? I have a religion. 15 for a 24. Natural 20 for a 29. Well, fuck me then. Very cool. This is the holy symbol of an Archon Imperial Lord known as Arcaros. He is the title of Lord of the Wall for Threshold, which is the lower level of heaven. He is uh, charged with being the guardian to the gates of heaven in case of an attack. Uh, His portfolio uh, includes protection and watchfulness. Could you repeat his name, please? Arcaros. A-R-Q-U-E-R-O-S. You got a high, you got that natural 20, so his edicts include protect those weaker than you, remain alert for danger, and create, maintain, or patrol defenses. Anathema would be abandon others while you retreat, engage in needless destruction or bloodshed, intentionally fall asleep, or glow, grow lax on watch. You can see he's holding in his hand a massive spear that is a couple feet taller, longer than he is tall, and on it is a massive, broad, pointed spearhead. On that spearhead, um, it's it's stylistically fashioned uh, in the shape of a golden eagle. So this broad head of this long spear is in the shape of a golden eagle. This dude's armor makes makes uh, Solus's armor look shabby by comparison. He was very fastidious with keeping his armor polished and well-maintained. This looks like this dude spends all of his waking hours, if he's not wearing it, polishing and buffing this armor out. The thing I wanted to talk about immediately is that this guy's spear reminds me of that movie, The Eagle. Yes. Yes, it does, doesn't it? 
So you can can surmise from what you know about this holy symbol that this dude is very, very attuned to be a protector and a defender. That is his thing, is to protect others from harm. And he is in lockstep with Vandy. Is he uh, we, following her or is he just walking alongside her? A uh, kind of following. Okay. All right. Vandy, it seems you have a hanger on. Yes. Who is your new the, friend? The, the, the Temple of the Shining Star sent protection after they've heard of all these things going on here, the faceless stalkers and whatever that light was that came down. They, they insist that the that that not only the Dawnflower has additional protection, but that I have protection. And they said this Lummox here, I swear he's going to crash the stacks. He's going to cause tremendous death. I get back. And, and, and she kind of like pushes back fruitlessly at this person that seems to be uncomfortably close to her. I understand you're here on assignment, Lucas. Please, I need my space. Yeah, don't, don't step on Bandy. Give her, give her some room, Chase. Ma'am, I am charged with your protection. I cannot shirk from these duties, lest my eyeballs burn directly from my head. I know it sounds sounds a little overkill. They they drain that, they drill that into us from the beginning. If you if you fail at your duty, not only will I. But will I lose lose my, my my ability to defend anymore? I will be punished severely. Our, our Keros does not suffer the lazy. And I'm not lazy, man. I never will be. Never never can you accuse me that but I, I'm here to defend you. I've heard of these awful things happening. And, and, and these things cannot happen. You are a light to these people in this town. If you fade away, their hope will surely fade as well. Gentlemen, you don't mean to harm our lady, Miss Banderdash, do you? She No, never. And he kinda, you know, points a spear a little bit at you and Vanny's like, nonsense, nonsense. These these men have done more for this town than you can imagine. Put that spear away. I'd like to introduce all of you reluctantly to Sir Lucas Kastner. He is here on orders from the Temple of the Shining Star. Occasionally, they get adherents from other faiths to assist in protection duties. And Lucas is the one that they send. And while I'm sure he does his duty with aplomb, it does not make his presence any less bothersome. Goddamn. Hurts to hear that. Yeah, she's not like him. Emotional damage. Yeah, I know what it's like having someone hang around with your group that you really don't want. It's it, it can be frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get any of my work done as quickly as I'd like it. I do understand and I, I appreciate the protection. Maybe, maybe at a little more distance, perhaps. Just, just a little bit more distance. And this man raises the visor of his helmet. It's been down this entire time. And he raises the visor of his helmet. And you see an older man, probably mid-50s. It's Rogel Dorn. His eyes are... I would say that if you can imagine Rogel Dorn, 
this dude looks like Rogaldorn. And if you know who Rogaldorn is from Warhammer 40k, the dude looks like Rogaldorn. Raymond, Raymond, mm. Billion wants to fuck this yeah. man if he looks like Rogaldorn. Oh, uh, yeah? 10,000%. Let, let me look him up. Look, look up some good old Rogaldorn art and get a chug. Rogaldorn porn. Rogaldorn. Yeah, he 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 straight up looks like Rogaldorn. There's not a lot of good images of Rogaldorn, honestly. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, that Bill's, same Bill's sort got of a half like chub for sure. That same sort of like quaff pushed back hairstyle. It's kind of salt and pepper, dusty brownish gray. He's got very kind eyes and and um, maybe the hint of a wry smile when he he looks at you and speaks of of his duty he takes it very seriously but not only does he take it seriously he takes it with joy he he loves what he does he feels it's important and it brings him purpose and joy and pleasure to do what he does miss bandadash i do not mean to be a bother but my life is bound to yours until until such a time as as I am called away to protect another. I, 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 I appreciate this duty. I love what I do. I love to protect the people they send me to protect. I will admit it's a little bit uh, more boring than the work that I did during the Mendevian Crusade, I will admit. And I do long for those days, excitement and battle. But this is my life. This is my purpose, and I will not shirk from my duty. No matter how annoyed you get, Miss Bandadash, I will be with you. I will protect you. No, no harm will come to you. I swear this on the briar. Oh, what was your name again there, big, big metal man? Lucas. Sir Lucas Kastner. Oh, Lucas, Sir Lucas. Well, what are your thoughts on undead? Just out of idle curiosity. Malleus punches his Mordrin. We are not instructed them <laughs> as having any uh, specific form of evil greater than any other. Though I view them with skepticism, I have known what you may refer to as intelligent undead. And uh, while they do tend to be more towards malevolent side, they are as any other person you may meet there is good there is evil and there is a mix of the two i have yet to meet one that i would consider purely good and you won't today rattle them boys well there, there's occasionally a grave knight that wanders into town and cuts people's arms off and starts fires so yeah if you see that one just just go ahead and go after him they don't, don't no need for conversation he takes a spear in two hands and asserts a defensive uh, a defensive posture Grave Knight, a fair abomination, a champion perverted to the wheels of evil. Woof. Vandy, I did not know that it was so serious. Nobody alerted me to this potentiality. Speaking of abominations, what are your thoughts on faceless stalkers? Because uh, there's a couple of those lurking around the town, too. We We haven't seen them in a little bit, but they're out here. It's probably a good thing you're here, actually. (laughs) Have you ever heard of a laser beam? Yeah, ghost laser. Those are all the reasons that I was originally sent here to protect against those things. Those are the things I am most aptly prepared for. But I will stand against anything that, that intends to do harm 
to not only Traces, Banderdash, but to any of the residents of, of this fair town. I have met with the town guard. Sheriff Longsaddle can gain my assistance if he is ever needed. But I am prepared for these things. I have a long track record of success. Before I was a protector, I was primarily used to to weed out cults of evil deities that would steal and sacrifice people. I am equipped to find those that are pretending to be one thing but are truly another. And I will be on the watch for them. Fascinating. You talk a lot. Uh, so, so on a scale of one to ten, how good are you at finding things pretending to be something they're not? <laughs> <laughs> Sweat beads on the helmet's if exterior. There, if if there was something in this room right now, would you know it? It depends on how well it was concealed, the type of magic it was using. If I was expecting such a threat. <laughs> a red spy is in the base. <laughs> the red case has been taken. Well, I'm sure you'll do a good job. I trust that the Dawnflower provides a bit of protection against those that would do harm. I do do sense a circle of protection around this place. That if one was truly wishing to cause harm to the worshippers here, there would be alerts made to those that laid those spells. Is this right, Miss Bandadash? And she nods at him. Wow. We have... We have initiates that are constantly renewing our, our spells to, to, to make sure that there is no one with ill intent entering. It has not happened for quite some time. And uh, Tacitus uh, whispers to Malleus, You're getting soft in your old age. They don't think you are a threat. Good. Let them think. I am very happy to have met you, gentlemen, but I believe I must get back to my duties of protecting Miss Bandadash. Is there any, if there's anything else I can help you with, you will be able to find me wherever you can find Miss Bandadash, except in the privy, of course. This seems like it'll be a healthy relationship. Well... It's a pleasure to meet you then. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll trust you to keep the town safe while uh, in our absence. Yeah, I'm honored to be trusted with that. Thank you. And Vandy rolls her eyes and gets back to work. So, gentlemen, we, we go do? to bed. Yay. Uh, I, get the, uh, I can't yep. get the blood sucked out of me tonight. I already got it sucked out today. You can get something else sucked Another out of Another time. Yeah, I can. Who is? Another one. It's the will to live. I can wake up and do it. Suck something out of yourself? No, I can do more blood tomorrow. Oh, he's he's very limber. I was wondering. That fair bell is flip. Yeah, Bill Bill (laughs) took some of his ribs out. (laughs) Paul Rubin's special. Rest in peace. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. How is it that every kid in the country knew Marilyn Manson had two of his ribs removed that he could suck his own dick in an age before the internet before all of that every kid in the country knew that it was like an urban myth it was like an urban legend it's because we all made it up it's because we all made it up every one of us 
mm-hmm. I don't think that's actually. I don't even. I still to this day don't know if it's real, and I don't want to know. It's not true. Everybody said that he was also like the the scrawny kid from Wonder Years, which is also not true. But that is a fascinating phenomenon, though, Christian. I, I went to a uh, a very small private Christian school until high school, uh, and I knew about it. I heard about yeah, it in like a very every, small private Baptist like, Christian school in second yeah, grade. It's fascinating. I heard that in second grade in Baker, Louisiana, at a small Baptist private school. Yep. I would say in this day and age, you couldn't even spread a rumor that effectively right now as, you, as that rumor got yeah, spread. True. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, somebody's PR person would have snuffed well, it out immediately. Well, we have Snopes now, so he, he could just be like, this is true. Right, exactly. I bet I, I would like to somebody the Snopes that right now did uh, Marilyn Manson remove two of his ribs to suck his own dick, and it's just going to be like, confirmed. Everybody furiously <laughs> Snopesing. I would say Jake's screen pop lit up bright. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty sure it's not true, but he can't say for sure. It was rumored that Marilyn Manson had ribs removed to facilitate autofellatio. Interviewed for a Vogue article in 2000, John E. Sherman of the Weill Cornell Medical College said that while such a procedure was theoretically possible, there was no record of it in medical literature. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. He just went to Mexico to get it done, you know? Exactly. You know, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, duh. (laughs) I found another article. This is clarifying the rumor. Marilyn Manson has actually revealed that he got all of his ribs removed in order to suck (laughs) someone else's dick. (laughs) What would you need to do? (laughs) It's way funnier. It's like a shitty onion article. <laughs> oh fuck! So you guys head out, head back home. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, we're going to bed. Yep. As night draws to a close, you see, you're looking, looking across the town. You see a panning shot across the town, looking at the Dawnflower Library. You see a, a window high up in the top. That would be where the priest would live. This is this would be like the rectory, Dawnflower Library. And you see light coming from it. And you see a large shape moving back and forth slowly. Over and over back forth. And it stops. And the light goes out. A few moments later, you see a large form open the front door, the, the main door that you're all used to of the Dawnflower Library. And walk out. It is Sir Lucas. He walks down the, the the street a little bit towards where where the stairs are still being rebuilt to make their way up to the graveyard. And he passes close to those, hugging that cliff, and goes around a bit to the back side of the the cliffs at the edge of the town, where he meets a robed figure. Sir Lucas exchanges some pleasantries with this this figure. Nods a bit, leans down close. This this figure is 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 sh- much shorter, maybe as short as four feet, almost a small creature, right on the edge. He has to bend down to hear him whisper things. The only thing that could be made out over the waves crashing at a distance more than a couple inches, where this conversation would be taking place, is soon. You will know more soon 
and we'll find out what that is maybe when we come back next week. Hmm, very mysterious. That's pretty fun. Shit. Huh. Interesting. Who the fuck is this guy? This is a new uh, NPC created by a patron. Gotcha. Okay. Fucking sick nasty. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gilfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>